0: Podcast as part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the 49ers Unrestricted Podcast. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, how you doing this fine Monday morning?
1: Heyo! Happy Monday morning. Happy June. It is now June, so we are getting closer and closer to football. Some OTAs, and uh, yeah, the 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 smell of the pigskin in the air is getting closer.
0: Yeah, it is. It is happening. The 49ers have taken the field in in rookie minicamp in in the first kind of set of voluntary practices, and it's really kind of fun to see the news coming out of there. It, it's hard to uh, <laughs> it's hard to really know what's going on at this point in the off season, especially with uh, with Brock Purdy not practicing. But doesn't mean there's not plenty plenty for us to talk about. So I think we'll we'll spend a few minutes today just. Catching up on a couple exciting pieces of news, some rumors, probably talk quarterback more than anything else. And then we're going to do our way-too-early 2023 depth chart predictions. Give you a little heads up of how we're feeling about this 49ers roster as camp inches closer and closer. So, to start, I think the most exciting thing to happen over the time we've recorded is... Trey Lance worked out with Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes trainer and that's always fun because then we think wow What if Trey Lance was Patrick Mahomes, but by all accounts? He he performed really well and has really cleaned up his footwork probably a lot owing to that and the 49ers Cal Shanahan especially has always said I care more about footwork than anything else when it when it comes to quarterback play so just the ability to hopefully up some of his performance from there and yeah, sounds like he's cleaned up a lot of his motion and that was always the thing with Trey. Is he's he's barely played and that finger injury from 20 from its rookie season supposedly really really hindered his development and then coming back from that last year's injury. I think a lot of people are saying like he's getting the work the 49ers expected him to get as a rookie in terms of cleaning up his motion right now and he's still what 22, 23. So I think there's I think maybe he's it's about that. to turn 23 or he just did. I think it's a June birthday. But I don't know why I know that. But anyway, the the ceiling is still is still there with Trey Lance. And so it's it's exciting to see all these workout clips and all these rumors buzzing. I don't know, Daniel, what did you think of that?
1: I think that Trey's birthday is May 9th.
0: So I was wrong.
1: In just 2000, which is crazy to me. So yes, he did just turn 23.
0: Yeah, that's that's young.
1: <laughs> yeah, um it's, it's just funny being a Niners fan and talking quarterbacks for uh, since, I guess, since Jimmy got here, or I guess, no, before then, it wasn't like the quarterback situation was solid before then, and it just, there's always so much uh, speculation and talking about the quarterback position, so sometimes I kind of wish, like, man, I wish we went from, like, a Brett Favre to an Aaron Rodgers, so there was just, well, even with that, there's still been plenty of quarterback talk even with just the the two guys on that team at that time period but um you know I'm excited that Trey Lance is working out with Patrick Mahomes and I think that, that means something his trainer spoke highly of Trey Lance I think that that means a lot you know I don't think that Patrick Mahomes would just spend time working out with just anyone or even just guys who are a really nice guy um or especially Patrick's trainer um, but I do, I do find it funny when there's just so much quarterback talk all, all the very much time about it. And you know, front office has said that this is Brock Purdy's job. Um, Trey Lance taking all the first team reps to start kind of shows that Sam Darnold is behind him. Um, but I'm, I'm curious to see that the biggest question that I want to know the answer to is: Do the Niners dress three quarterbacks at any? Point during the season or is there going to be one that's not not dressing and just you know good old clipboard guy
0: yeah I think I think that's a good point is what's what's going on with Sam and Trey and with Brock Purdy all accounts everything the team is saying is this is the guy coming in to to the 2023 season but the guy is not throwing yet he's supposed to start throwing any day now I think and potentially be ready for training camp but it's it's hard to be the guy when you're not throwing, and the team has not made a significant investment in you. That's just the case. I mean, you're a sixth, you're the last pick in the draft. You're getting a nice, cheap rookie deal. Great for the 49ers if he can be the guy. But they, it, if, if there's setbacks and if Trey improves or if Sam Darnold turns out to be phenomenal, it costs the team nothing to say, okay, we're going with Sam. Okay, we're going with Trey. And so, while I think Purdy's going to be the guy, I think that's the most likely scenario for 2023. If if Trey flashes it costs nothing for the 49ers to just say, oh, okay, he's our guy. And so I, I think that's what we have to keep in mind, really, is it's such a minimal investment that, yes, they're committed to Brock Purdy, but, but how much? Like, they're really just committed saying, okay, he's the starter. If that changes, they just say, okay, he's not the starter. And we know Kyle Shanahan doesn't really have a problem uh, being... He doesn't really care about guys' feelings, I think, very much. And so, if if he thinks another he's guy,
1: okay going back and forth week to week, game yeah. to game.
0: And if he thinks another guy's the guy, he will he will make that move. Now, I
1: think very tough for the quarterback's confidence. But you see a lot of NFL coaches who are like, "Hey, that's three interceptions in the first half. You're pulled, and then put in some other guy. And whether they do better or worse, great. starter going next week. And just the the back and forth is hard for quarterbacks a lot of the time, but. Sometimes coaches like Kyle don't yeah. don't really care well, about I that think, part.
0: I, I think and we'll, we'll talk about this. I think the most likely scenario is still that Brock Purdy is the 49ers starter. I just think that Trey Lance being the 49ers starter has a much, much larger, like I'd say like 70% Brock, 25% Trey, 5% someone else. And I think most fans probably aren't giving Trey 25% a quarter of the pie. And I think he has that potential still. And I also think that, and I I will say this every step of the way, and I think you agree, Daniel, I think Trey Lance becoming what the 49ers drafted him to be is still better than Brock Purdy. He's not that yet, but if he turns into that guy, that number three overall pick guy, that Josh Allen, that Patrick Mahomes... That is the best-case scenario for the 49ers, and that's why I think they'll keep him around, and that's why reading all of these news and seeing all of these off-season photos is, is important because that potential is still there. This is a guy who has not had really any opportunity to develop, and he was a guy who was always going to need time to develop. So I think he's got a bigger chance than people are giving him, and I think that the best-case scenario for the 49ers is still that he turns into that guy. So we should be rooting for him. I don't know, Daniel. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I always kind of thought it would make sense as much as I didn't really want them to. I always thought it would make sense for the Niners to trade Brock Purdy in this season Once he got hurt, it kind of changed things or even trade him during the season because they spent the last pick of the draft on this guy. And so at the time, it wouldn't have made as much sense. But if they felt really good about Trey and then they're like, hey, Sam Darnold is a backup, Kyle hopefully can turn him around a little bit. Great. We feel good with those two quarterbacks. I bet there would be some teams that would be willing to to give quite a little bit for Brock Purdy in terms of being picked in the last pick of the draft. Because once you get drafted and then you outplay your draft position, your draft position is somewhat irrelevant. Like, if if general managers are calling the Niners to talk to the Niners about Brock Purdy, They're not going to try to lowball the Niners. We're going, well, he was the last pick of the draft. Great. And look what he just did. You could have every team could have had him seven times over. The draft position no longer matters. It's about his ability to play. Right. We've seen so many first round busts. Hard to, you know, it lingers. But just because they're a first round pick, but haven't done anything in their first three years of their career, that first pick starts to not matter a whole lot or at all. Yeah, and and so I mean and, I always thought the Niners could make that trade.
0: And with Trey's injuries, just the the setbacks, because he was always drafted to be a guy that was gonna have to take a long time to kind of reach that potential. And then he's he had that finger injury that totally messed up his grip and his throwing motion his rookie year, foot injury his second year. He like he's basically coming into this year with as much experience as he'd had two years ago. So just that ceiling is still there. And that's just what we need to remember with Trey. The other piece of, of quarterback news is We have to talk about it. It was buzzing around on Twitter. Our man Jimmy Garoppolo, Raiders question mark quarterback. And the the reason I say that question mark is because I think it was Mike Florio at Pro Football Talk came out with some news. He found a clause in Jimmy's contract that essentially said, hey, if he doesn't pass a physical, none of this contract matters. He's not a Raider. And the signing bonus became salary, all these things, right? And Jimmy has not passed a physical yet. That foot in, he just had foot surgery this offseason, as Jimmy is wont to do. He doesn't really communicate. He just gets his surgeries and he shows up, doesn't respond to texts, any of that stuff. The Raiders are now getting the Jimmy Garoppolo experience. But <laughs> they have this in the contract that they, the entire contract is void. If he doesn't pass a physical, I think by camp, by, there's a deadline that if he does not pass this physical, he's not on the team. And that could happen because he's still recovering from this surgery. Tom Brady's an odor now does Brady want one last chance to beat out Jimmy he says no but who knows but anyway Jimmy might not be a Raider and of course that led to all this buzz of well maybe the 49ers will take him back on the cheap unfortunately Kyle probably would want that if it could happen so who knows something to keep an eye on it I give it a five percent chance of happening but that's not zero did you read any of that news Daniel what do you think are we ridiculous to even consider the potential of Jimmy coming back
1: Yes, absolutely. I, there's just no way. Yeah, I think there's you're no right. Way we're going to have we're not going to have I I if there was anything to for me to denounce my fanship of the 49ers, it would be the fact that they have four quarterbacks in Brock and not or I mean they have four with Brennan Allen, but I mean like four decent to better quarterbacks. Um just throwing darts in the dark now like something has to stick and I would lose my mind. Um but the the last little bit of quarterback news we have is it is our newly acquired, well, not that newly anymore, but the the newest one to the bunch, Sam Darnold. It's uh Timmy, you told me this this morning, but it's his birthday. And this is where everyone breaks out and starts singing Happy birthday to you, Sam Darnold, cuz you're yeah. listening. Happy birthday to you, Sam.
0: Sam's a long-time listener. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that.
1: (laughs) Don't know if you knew that, everybody. Yeah, he uh, Um, he
0: reaches out after every episode. He has questions. He loved Trey Watch. Thought it was hilarious.
1: And that's why he's here.
0: Still the best segment I've ever come up with, so that's why we need Trey to be the starter. But anyway, yeah, I I think you're probably right, the Jimmy stuff, but it's fun to keep an eye on, and it's kind of fun to be like, Hey, Raiders isn't it fun isn't this great so much fun isn't
1: isn't experiencing the, the quietness the injury all that good stuff yeah but he's really I'm handsome, curious to so. see i I bet he'll I bet he'll pass that's my
0: he's a I 10 no but he always gets surgery without telling you in advance
1: that's Jimmy Garoppolo I've got no reason to support my thinking of why
0: I think he'll pass his physical I just think his foot will be okay yeah, and I, I mean, and say what you will about Jimmy, his team is good at, like, he, he is always ready. He does do a good job of being, of being ready, and he does take care of himself. So he does it kind of in his own way, but he was always ready when the Niners needed him, you know? Well, not really, but at the beginning of the season, he you was. Know? I was like, ah, not
1: quite. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, Sometimes.
0: All right, well, with all that in mind, we'll probably talk a little bit more quarterback in a bit, but we are going to do our way-too-early 2023 depth chart predictions. Boom, he, boom boom. I think Daniel, let's just go through position by position, talk about the guys on the roster currently and line them up the way we see the chips falling. Yeah. Sound, sound like a plan?
1: I like it.
0: All right, well let's start. Keep it on keep it on track. We've got quarterback position. Four quarterbacks in the 49ers roster currently. You probably know all their names except maybe one. Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, Sam Darnold. Brandon Allen, Daniel, what order do you think those guys are going to slot in on the depth chart?
1: The exact order in which you just said. I agree, especially, you know, and the only the only reason that it would not go that way is if if Brock Pretty is not healthy. And we're not talking injuries in this depth chart right now. We are just talking if everybody's healthy. What we've got here on the roster this is what the order will be. If Brock Purdy is ready for full game action week one, he will be the week one starter. I don't think there is any question about it. I do agree with what you were saying to me about it maybe being like 70% Brock, 25 Trey, 5 Sam. But that 70% is still way better than Trey Lance's 25. So therefore, Brock Purdy will be the starter. I do think Trey Lance will be dressed and potentially ready to play. Uh, well, he'll be ready to play week one. He just might not play. And then who knows if they have Sam Darnold dressed or not. Who knows if they even keep Brandon Allen at the end of camp and when the season starts. Um, Maybe he's a practice squad guy, but Brandon Allen is, I don't know, he was Joe Burrow's main backup last year, so I figure he can go be someone else's backup yeah. rather than our fourth string guy. So I figured you- we'd let him loose and go find a new spot.
0: Do you think Darnold winds up on the practice squad or on the on the fifty three man roster?
1: I I believe Sam Darnold will be on the fifty three man roster.
0: I think so too. I mean, the 49ers, and remember they just got this rule passed that allows you to kind of carry in a, an extra emergency quarterback on game day that you don't have to have the uh you you don't have to have on the actual roster, but it's basically the twenty twenty three NFC Championship game rule is is what you can call it, um to make sure that, that never that happens to a team again. Rule will get
1: passed. Did that rule get passed after they got Sam Darnold?
0: Uh, I don't think so. I think it just passed a couple weeks ago. We probably actually haven't talked about it on the on the pod, which is my bad. But anyway, it came out. The player must be on the 53-man roster, can only play if the other two are injured. It, it would essentially allow the 49ers to not be in the spot they were in last season when Purdy and Josh Johnson went down. But yeah, I think you're right. I think Darnold makes the 53-man. Makes the we'll see what happens with that. And then with uh, with Allen, I think he's probably a practice squad, or you're right, gonna go somewhere else to to be someone's backup kind of guy.
1: Yeah, I, I bet they would let him let him try somewhere else. Yeah, moving on down to to running backs. Some of these are straightforward. We all know this. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, lead back one A. Elijah Mitchell, I'm gonna go with one one B essentially. I was gonna say one C, but no, he really is. They use them um, when they're both healthy in a a one-two punch sense where they get relatively even carries. Uh, CMC will will get more, but to try to keep both healthy and fresh, they're using kind of like three-fifths, two-fifths throughout the game. Um, Jordan Mason, towards the end of the year, even got a good amount of carries per game, I'd say, even when both are healthy, and I would say he's number three, which is cool you have an undrafted free agent who's got a solid spot as the third string running back on this squad. Um, Tyron Davis price. I don't think he passes Mason for a third string. I think price is Davis price is where he is on the fourth string. And I don't see him moving up on
0: that. Yeah. I think that's the one that could change, right? Is the Mason Davis price, but Mason produced well when the 49ers needed him last year. And I mean, the, uh, the ace Davis in the Price hole, the ace up your sleeve as one of these kind of bubble guys is he's a good special teamer, right? He was good for the 49ers on special teams last year. That's going to bump him over TDP unless Davis Price can can do that as well. So something to watch. That's kind of the battle there. But yeah, that, that McCaffrey-Mitchell one-two punch, that's locked in. That's not going anywhere. All four of these guys are going to be on the 49ers just because of all the issues the 49ers have had keeping running backs on the field. I'd be shocked if all four of these guys don't make the team. There will probably be a fifth guy who's coming back and forth from the practice squad and the roster as well, just because the 49ers have not been able to keep a running back healthy during the Shanahan era. I expect that Elijah Mitchell, Christian McCaffrey – 2-1 punch, because I said Mitchell first, to be more of a timeshare than, it, than it's been. They'll lean on McCaffrey when they need to. They absolutely will, but they are going to prioritize keeping him healthy throughout the entire season. So Mitchell is going to get work, and if he gets injured, which he probably will, then uh, Mason and TDP are going to get in there as well. So this is not, even though McCaffrey is the most talented running back the 49ers have had maybe ever, this is not going to be... A one-man backfield because they are going to prioritize keeping him healthy over everything else. That's going to be use. Checks going to get some work as well. That's the other name to to keep in mind, of course, with the the running back room. But I I think uh, TDP Mason. We're going to hear those names all throughout the year. They are going to get carries because guys are going to get injured, and we'll probably have a fifth you name as said, well.
1: You had said that that fifth name guy off the practice squad. That's probably just going to be Tevin Coleman for the next ten years. Because y- yeah. He's not nearly as old as you think he is. I think he's barely 30 years old, and he's just going to be around whenever the Niners need an extra guy. He'll come in, take a few snaps, and uh, he did his job.
0: Has uh, has J.D. McKissick signed anywhere yet? That feels like a guy who would who would come here. Oh, I think he's on the Lions. My bad.
1: Not that I saw No, he's them. a free agent. I, I feel
0: like the 49ers are going to bring in J.D. McKissick. I just That feels really? exactly like something we do. An older vet who's a good pass catcher, a good blocker. I feel like that's what's going to happen, but who knows? Makes sense.
1: Another kind of easy one is this running back room, or sorry, we just did running back room, is this receiving room. Um, I guess something to discuss a little bit is Brandon Ayuk had his best season. Debo had a, a season where, or towards the end of the season, volume went down. A lot of that was running game volume went down because Christian McCaffrey, easy, you know, I've seen so many reports of, oh, Debo's not good because they're not using him at running back anymore. Well, it's because they don't have to as much. We have, we have Christian McCaffrey. Why, why would we not use him? So I just get confused a lot of time when, when people look at something one-sided and it's like, okay, well, they don't use – if you're talking fantasy perspective, sure. But people say, like, well, Debo's not that good anymore. He's not taking as many rushing attempts. I'm like, well, that's because he doesn't have to. And so, if we can have him be a receiver and have that dual threat, we're gonna do that. It's relatively simple to me, but yeah, maybe I'm overlooking something. No, I
0: think you're. I think you've got it. But yeah, I think the um, I, I think those two are locked in. Obviously, McCaffrey and I'm not McCaffrey and Ayuk, Debo and Ayuk. Ayuk. I think he's a guy to keep an eye on for a potential trade this year or next year. That's the only way I really see this getting shaken up. But those that's the forty ers one two punch. Jawan Jennings is the third guy who's absolutely locked in. How these other names shake out, I I don't really know. Ray Ray McLeod, our punt returner, our kick returner from last year. Again, special teams play keeps you on a roster. Danny Gray
1: didn't every couple weeks, every couple weeks, Ray Ray McLeod would have a big whether a it was big catch run. or run. Yeah. And that's kinda of his place, is every every couple weeks he shows up in one big way in in not just a return sense. But that's kinda of his thing. So he's he's listed fourth, but you just said the name Danny Gray. He is the the person on this list I think could fluctuate the most. Rookie last year, not used a whole lot. I think in OTAs this year, he's gonna have a lot of opportunity. I like him. I would like to see him get used a little bit more. Not necessarily in place of These are the top receivers, but I would really like to see what Danny Gray can do.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think he's a guy to keep an eye on. He's got that speed, and Shanahan has wanted a burner. Like, that's something he's tried to get is a guy who can just take the top off of defenses. Danny Gray has that. He's a guy to keep an eye on. He was kind of, everyone kind of knew he'd probably be a project, and that's what he was last year. And the thing is, he's a smaller guy, he's fast, but he also plays the way Shanahan wants you to play. This man is physical. He likes to block, he likes to run through guys. So I think he's absolutely somebody to, to keep an eye on i think mcleod probably makes the roster you got ronnie bell oh yeah you got willie sneed daz Newsom, tay martin chris conley isaiah winstead shay wyatt out of those guys i think ronnie bell potentially he was a kind of a higher drafted guy if i'm remembering right and then willie sneed i think bet. he
1: beats out chris conley
0: i think so I, I i don't know chris conley could potentially be on there but i think uh Okay, never mind. Ronnie Bell was a seventh-round pick. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's the offseason, everybody. Yep. But I think I think Willie Sneed could potentially be that practice squad guy. I don't really know what's going to shake out with those guys. But I really think Samuel, Ayuk, Jennings, McLeod, Gray are probably the names we're going to hear. But one of those other guys is, gonna, is going to work his way in. I just don't know who.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think they normally go with five, especially they go with – less running backs because they usually go more running backs than tight ends. Um, so less wide receivers is normally what we see. I bet they just go with the five McLeod and grade. It'd be the four and five. I do think Conley would be the sixth. Maybe that maybe they keep bill for special teams or something, but I think he'd be a practice squad guy. Something I'm a little more interested in is a, is the tight end position. You know, I do think that any of our three backup tight ends could surpass George Kittle. What do you think Timmy?
0: Hmm. That is not something I expected to hear, your, hear from you today, <laughs> and I'm not going to deign it with a response.
1: <laughs> and I lie. Yeah, no. Okay, so George Kittle there, number one. Um, on the depth chart, next behind him is Cameron Latu. so that's important to see is that they just they placed him on there after or before Charlie Warner and Ross Dwelly. Yeah, and I think that that is very accurate.
0: That is interesting to me. I don't really know what's what's going on with that. Dwelly has been I
1: think by the end of camp and by the start of the season Latou will be the
0: number 2 tight end. Do you think the number 2 tight end from a receiving perspective or the number 2 tight end from a blocking perspective? Okay, that is that is
1: fair because now NFL teams didn't they didn't used to care as much about that in terms of depth chart who's up there, but the Niners absolutely have. The only reason we went and got Tyler Croft, was that just last year or two years ago? That was last year, is because he was a great blocking tight end. Exactly,
0: and so will Latou fill that role, or will he come in as more of a receiving guy? I think you're probably right. We drafted him pretty early, but I'll be curious what, what happens Third there. Third Yeah. And the Warner dwelling... I mean,
1: he... I was just going to say Latou was a good receiver in Alabama. He did well, and so I think he might be more of that receiver, but I do think he can block as well. Um, Dwelly has been the number two guy. Dwelly always has a big week when Kittle's down, or at least one big week when Kittle's injured for a while. Um, but I think Dwelly and Warner both haven't necessarily played into that compliment role the way that the Niners would like. That's uh, why they've been searching for other tight ends. Yeah, And I just, I think that I've, I've watched Cameron Latou's film from college, and it looked good, and Looked far better than Charlie Warner and Ross Dwelly and so I think Latou will be that best second piece, second compliment that I've seen with Kittle.
0: Yeah. I I don't disagree with any of that. I, I don't know, but that, that makes sense to me. So I'm I'm good with it. It'll be an interesting battle. I kind of think all four of those guys wind up on the roster, and I kind of feel like hmm. Dwelly beats out Warner. Like, if one of them's going to go, I kind of feel like it's Warner. But he's a little younger. But, but Dwelly has just been consistent. He's been there. He's been in the Niners since 2018. And, you, and he's always kind of stepped up when needed. So because of that, I'm inclined to think they keep him around. But I, I don't know at all.
1: Yeah. We have two fullbacks on the roster. Kyle Juszczyk's obviously number one in there. Is there any way, shape, or form that we take two fullbacks?
0: No. No, there's just there's just. No. I, I think Jack Coletto is a is a rookie, right? So I think he could slot in on the practice squad. He also apparently played quarterback in high school, so maybe he's the fifth string quarterback. But that's why they want him. That's why, they, yeah, the, that's actually the plan. Kyle Shanahan just wants to have his roster. Kyle Shanahan doesn't want 2018 to or a 2023 to ever happen again. He's always gonna have a quarterback. I think Who Kyle's gonna that? try to get a rule pass that he can play himself if that happens again.
1: Do you remember I the name Terrell Pryor? Is in my head. Is that a former quarterback? Uh, he's a former player. I don't think he's around anymore. But a former quarterback turned wide receiver?
0: Um, sorry, yes, Terrell Pryor Terrell was a Pryor. quarterback turned wide receiver. Kyle's going to go no. sign him. Yeah, yeah, Terrell Pryor. Kyle's going
1: to go sign him just so that we can have yet another position player who has experience at quarterback, even though Terrell Pryor sucked as a quarterback, hence why he went to wide receiver. But just to have another guy who can throw the ball um and only like three going back to fullback only like three or four nfl teams even have a true fullback anymore so the fact that we have one is is already saying a lot in the sense of we're dedicated to that position but we're not gonna have two i can promise you that
0: yeah no i i agree Cal, uh check will be on the roster he's not going anywhere but Timmy, how do you think the
1: O-line shapes out? What's that starting O-line looking for you?
0: Yeah, this one's one's been interesting. I think you're right. Let's go through the starters and then talk about who we kind of see being the swing tackle and stuff. I mean, Trent Williams is going to play left tackle. I think Aaron Banks is still locked into that left guard spot, but he's actually the guy I'm shakiest on, I think. And then you got Jake Brendel, phenomenal last year, not going anywhere. Locked in as the starting center. I think Burford locked in at right guard coming off a great a great rookie campaign. And then after that, I think Colton McKivitt's right tackle, everything the team has done is telling me he's locked into that right tackle spot. They didn't bring in any rookies. They really, they didn't bring in any free agents. Only free agent they brought in is John Feliciano, who I think will make the roster as maybe a swing, kind of backup O-lineman. And then I think Jalen Moore is going to stay where he's at as the, as the swing tackle. Matt Pryor's the other name, but yeah, I, I think... The way ESPN's got it is the way it's going to go. Aaron Banks is the guy I'm the most. Like, if someone's going to get beat out, it's probably him. McKivitz could also get beat out, but everything the team has done has expressed a lot of confidence in him. How do you see that starting O-line shaking out, Daniel?
1: I agree completely with the starting O-line. Um, there's there's no, in my mind, there's nothing to argue. Um, no, I mean, Williams, Banks, Brendel Burford and uh they've all they were all it last year they're going to continue to be it. The Niners did not go and get someone to challenge them. People thought at first John Feliciano was going to challenge Jake Brendel. I did not buy into that whatsoever. Jake Brendel was incredible. Yeah, that's I not that. I think that No, Feliciano a good veteran backup. But
0: I, I think the fact that Feliciano can play center will keep him on the roster.
1: Yeah, Feliciano is an interior guy. So if Banks loses his job, it would be to Feliciano, I believe. Um, And you're totally right where everything the Niners have done, I just, I don't know, I don't think you can agree with this. Colton McKivitz is going to be the starting right tackle unless everyone and even Kyle Shanahan's mother would be surprised that McKivitz isn't because everything they've done has shown that. Everything that they did not go get someone to replace him. He is the guy, he's been the guy behind Mike McGlinchey. They didn't re-sign Mike, maybe because they believe in Colton McKivitz. I don't necessarily like, – there's just – he hasn't played a whole lot. I don't think he's been that g- great when he has played. And so part of me is like, okay, he's got to go earn it for me to be stoked to have him at right tackle because I just have no reason other than being a Niners fan and going, yeah, Colton, to support seeing him there. I haven't seen a whole lot. yeah. So I'd I think- like to see him thrive. And you're totally right that Jalen Moore will be that swing tackle kind of guy. Um,
0: and it's it's worth we don't calling know out Pryor that it, much, but it's worth calling out that if Jalen Moore has some crazy improvement, he could also he's the other guy who could maybe slot into the right tackle spot. Like he's someone to kind of just think about. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And so they went and signed Matt Pryor, the veteran left tackle, I believe, most recently in the Seahawks. So I think normally the Niners would carry nine offensive linemen. I I believe that Jalen Moore and John Feliciano are six and seven. I think Matt Pryor's number eight, and this last year, uh, Nick Z- Z- Zakelj, Z A K E L J, just try that one. Um, yeah. It's I here, Jason it right. Poe. It's here, Jason Poe for the nine, and Nick Zakelj was there last year. So I think that, and I believe Jason Poe was on the practice squad. So I think that Nick Zakelj is the one who has number nine, unless someone else lower down there. Beats them out for it, but I think they will go nine offensive tackle or sorry offensive t- nine offensive linemen.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I'm mean, the O line is such an important position to what the 49ers want to do. All right, exactly. Let's uh let's run through let's rip through this 49ers defensive team. Defense go from there. Defense wanna do yep. the same thing with the defensive line.
1: Yep. I like I like start with the starters.
0: I'm I'm confident in who the four starters are, I'll be honest the front four now similar to some of the controversy you had with George Kittle I know this one might be a little contentious I think Nick Bosa is going to be the starting defensive end for the 49ers he's also going to become the highest paid defensive player in the NFL any day now so that's something to keep an eye on so I think we got Bosa and then I think Armstead and Hargrave are going to be the two starters at D tackle I don't really see I think Hargrave Kinlaw something to keep an eye on Kinlaw still has that potential I also could see the 49ers shipping him out who knows but Kinlaw you know such a talented guy, just derailed by injuries. Hopefully he he can figure it out. And if he can, that potential to slot in there is, is there. But I think he's going to be more of a rotational piece at the, the center of the D-line. And then I think Drake Jackson is going to be the main guy opposite Bosa. It sounds like he's beefed up. He was drafted to be that guy. So hopefully he can continue to do that. But I think that's probably going to wind up being more of a rotation across from Bosa. Although hopefully Jackson separates himself from the field this season. Kerry Hyder is going to be the guy right after him. And then you got, you know, Clellan Farrell the, is the the guy the 49ers brought in. He probably is right after Hyder. Potentially he could beat that out. But I think Hyder, Jackson, Farrell, Austin Bryant, these guys are going to slot in across from Bosa. But I think that Bosa, Armstead, Hargrave, Jackson is going to be that main set of starters. But Jackson's going to be rotated out unless he can really yep. separate himself from the field.
1: Jackson has huge shoes to fill on that other side. And it's not necessarily just because you know, he was sharing with Samson Ebicom, and now he's not. He'll be sharing with, as you said, uh, Kyrie Hyder, Colin Farrell. Um, But proud of you, Samson Ebicom, going to the Colts. He's going to be next to uh, DeForest Buckner, and I think that Maybe he'll come uh, right Samson back Ebecombe. next year like Hyder though. Yeah, right. Well, Ebicom was on a list of uh, potential breakout players to watch because the Niners didn't give him a full load. And he was across from Bosa. And so he's got to beat Bosa to the quarterback, which is a hard job to do. Um, but Ebekum going to join a great defensive line with DeForest Buckner and, and company. So I'm bummed that he's gone, but I'm excited that he's next to DeForest Buckner. But Jackson has big shoes to fill because he's across from Bosa. Armstead and Hargrave, two awesome defensive tackles on the middle. Jackson's got to make sure he's pulling his weight. And making sure that that left side is is putting
0: pressure on as well. Um, I do think, like I think, this could be the year Jackson really cements himself as that other defensive end.
1: It's got to be in my mind; it has to be. But you've got, there's no way Kinlaw challenges Hargrave for starter snaps he, too little, too late. In my mind, there's just no way that. I think he it's more likely starts now trying to take over. I
0: think it's more likely Kinlaw starts on another team in 2023 than uh, than starts on the 49ers.
1: I would just be curious who trades for him. I'd be curious what they offered. You know, first round pick, 13th overall, but hasn't done much at all and yeah. hasn't stayed healthy. I
0: mean, I kind of think that that would be like, I kind of want that for Ken Long. You know, I want him to have a chance to just kind of reset after this. The sure. fan base has some issues with him, obviously. And it's just, it's been a rough start to his career. And I, I wonder if he'd be in a better spot somewhere else. So I think that's, um, I'm with that. That's something to, yeah. to keep in mind. All right, let's, uh let's, let's talk linebacker room. I think uh Fred Warner is going to be the starting middle linebacker for the 49ers. I think that is, uh that is for the certain. rest of my life. Yeah. And then I think I think Drake Greenlaw is going to be the other starter. The other one I think could be a little up in the air. Oren Burks is who the 49ers have listed right here. But I, I think it could wind up being one of your favorite players, Daniel Demetrius Flanagan-Fowles. I think D. Winters is a rookie to keep his eye on. The 49ers got him a little later than I think he was expected to go, linebacker at TCU. And I think he could develop into a guy who really, really does get some playing time. But I, I think Flanagan-Fowles is the next name. I think uh, – i mean he's the last guy in the depth chart but he made an impact every once in a while last year marcelino mccrary ball i think is someone who could slot in so behind warner and greenlaw i think it's going to be a little interesting but i think greenlaw and uh-huh. Warner locked in daniel what do you think it's going to happen with that linebacker room
1: well the starters are set with greenlaw warner and who knows it could be orrin burks it could be demetrius Flanagan in it could be someone else um that's the, probably the most open position on this entire roster to yeah. see who's the starter there. Um, I really like our rookies: Robert Beal Jr., uh, Jalen Graham, and D. Winters. But Robert Beal and Jalen Graham are behind Drake Greenlaw. D. Winters is behind Fred Warner. So if they want some serious playing time, they might be they might uh, need to be used elsewhere. So don't know what their experience at. Uh, any other linebacker position. I know Robert Beal, you know, it's so hard now. Some guys, because defensive end, edge, linebacker, this term, there's different positions within those terms and they're getting thrown around a bunch. And it's hard to know which guy works better at which, but I know, you know, Robert Beal Jr. was drafted. He's a defensive end, but he's the weak side linebacker. And so, very similar thing, very similar position and place on the field. But, Sometimes guys don't translate to different parts of the field as well as others do. So I'd be looking for these guys to see if they play elsewhere to get more playing time or if if one of these guys slides over to the other side and takes over for Oren Burks or Demetrius Flanagan Fowles. I think Demetrius Flanagan Fowles has been, he's always been the number four guy, linebacker guy in the last recent years behind Greenlot, Warner, and Alshire. And so I think he could get a good look, a good opportunity. They love Oren Burks on special teams, and so that's why he's getting this shot at it first, I would say.
0: Yeah, I think my my thought's exactly there. Uh, Want to talk cornerback next?
1: I do. Yeah. Charverius Ward. Very easy to see. Yep, exactly. It's Very easy to see him.
0: I think D'Amador Lenore is probably going to be across from him. He has been improving every year um, after that. I don't really know. Samuel Womack played well last year. He was a good nickel corner when we needed a nickel corner. Even Quantrez Knight, who's like last on the depth chart here, played well at nickel when needed. Then you got Daryl Luter Jr. coming in as a rookie, Isaiah Oliver, Ambry Thomas. I still, I say this every year, I still feel like Ambry Thomas could step up, and that's just because I saw that interception in person in Week 18 in 2022 against the Rams, but that happened and it was how awesome. many, How
1: many cornerbacks do you think they take? No idea. It's usually at least five, at least. So, obviously, Traverius Ward. or Lenore, I do think that he will be the starter unless Isaiah Oliver totally, like, kicks his butt in camp, but I still think that it's Lenore's job. Yeah. Isaiah Oliver is that next guy. I don't know who's going to play nickel. Womack, remember we talked about this last year, Wilmax started there the first two weeks, and he did okay, and then Jimmy Ward took over, and we're like, okay, I get that because he's a veteran and Hufunga and Gibson are playing safety, and Ward doesn't have as much of a spot. But we thought Womack was doing okay, so maybe Womack backing Jimmy Ward up and getting experience there because he was a rookie last year. Maybe now it's his turn. Um, Maybe they want Isaiah Oliver on the field more, and so he plays there. I don't believe... uh, Oliver came from Atlanta, I believe, and I don't think he played nickel over there. So who knows? But I really do hope. So Ward, Lenore, Oliver, Womack... I believe will be the four guys. I hope they keep Thomas for their fifth cornerback. And if they keep a sixth, I'm curious who it is. You know, we haven't really seen AJ Parker play at all, but Daryl Luter recent draft pick, as you said, Quantra's Knight has been there, but I, I don't know. I'm curious to see who would be that, that sixth guy. If they do take it,
0: I've got a name safety room. You have a name. I have a name. I think we should keep an eye on. And that name is Jason Verrett current, NFL free agent.
1: <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were gonna say Richard Sherman or Josh Norman.
0: Coming off a, uh, yeah, Josh Norman's the guy who's actually gonna somehow be on the team, but coming off another just ridiculous injury with an Achilles tear, I don't know somebody to keep an eye on. I think if if he somehow he's he a free back. agent. Yeah, he's a free agent right now. He's not on the team. Yeah. So if he maybe he's getting yep. healthy, maybe he signs with the 49ers right before the season. Just a name to keep an eye on. But yeah, cornerback yeah, as always is the one of those positions we just don't really have a good concept of. Uh safety, I actually feel pretty good about our, our starting safeties. I think it's gonna be all pro Talanoa Hufunga. I think Tashawn Gibson is gonna start the season across from him. And then I think Jair Brown, who's a rookie, I think really could come in and, and beat him out, start battling for that spot over camp and throughout the year. So I think the best-case scenario for the 49ers at safety is that Brown beats out Gibson and comes in across from from Hufanga with a young, nice, solid safety duo. George Odom is probably going to be- make the roster as one of the backups as well. Yeah, he's been there, a veteran presence.
1: I believe that Jair Brown will... Not necessarily beat Gibson out to start the season, but they will absolutely split time, and it'll be almost 50-50, and I do think J.R. Brown is going to replace Gibson at some point, at least in the percentage of snaps. You know, we have Gibson and Odom play every game and let Hufunga and other guys rest, right? But I do think that J.R. Brown is going to be the future safety with Hufunga, and that's amazing. People are excited about J.R. Brown more than... He was our first draft pick. People are more excited about our first draft pick in the third round than they are about other teams' first or seconds. And maybe that's just because he's our top guy, but I'm so excited to see what he does. He's the guy that I can't wait to actually see get in some serious playing time. And uh, to finish out our special our teams, star, Timmy, are you confident Jake Moody is going to be before Zane Gonzalez?
0: Define confident? Like, am I making a? <laughs> if I'm making a prediction, I think Jake Moody's going to be the 49ers' starting kicker. Gonzalez has been a starter in the NFL before, so I give him like, I say like 70-30, but I think it's going to be Moody just because of of the crazy draft capital the 49ers spent on him in the third round.
1: So yeah, I, I, I also think, just can't believe we're having a kicker conversation on the
0: podcast. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be Moody, but I don't know, you know. What do you yeah, think? No,
1: I'm sure it will be. We spent a third on pick on him. It better be Moody. Yeah. Mitch that's true. didn't have necessarily the world's greatest year last year for him. Still He's one of the punter. better
0: punters in the NFL, though.
1: Absolutely. Tabor Pepper, still there. Our long snapper forever. Kittle Light. And uh, Ray Ray McLeod, uh, first on the depth chart for kick return punt return that's why he's there something to keep in mind is that maybe that sixth receiver is ronnie bell he beats out chris conley if we take a six because he's the backup yeah, returner. i i do think punter and kicker
0: and i think ronnie bell becoming like raymond mcleod just he's a good player i've loved him last year i don't think he's like locked in on the 49ers so that's something i could see changing ronnie bell maybe even danny gray although he's probably a little too small to be a punt returner but that one i could see changing that's probably the the special teamer i see most likely to be changed
1: That's our depth chart. I think, you know, we said a way too early prediction. I don't think it's going to be a whole lot different than that. I think that's just where the Niners are at is they got a lot of star studs, and then we've got some young guys behind them. Yeah. And I think we have a pretty straightforward depth chart more than most teams in the NFL.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, this was fun. I. Uh, it's going to be fun to see how accurate we were when, uh, when it comes down to it. I think we agreed with ESPN in most cases, which – I don't know if that's good for us or bad for us, but hopefully it's good for ESPN <laughs> because they agree with us. But yeah, uh, Daniel, any any parting thoughts on the before we call it a day? Thanks for tuning in. Training camp is coming. The off season is here. The season will be here before we know it. So just fun to get stuff to get excited about.
1: I'm just excited for these young guys. As I said, Jair Brown. But I really, really like. I said it on our our draft uh, review podcast of. I love Robert Beal Jr. I'm excited to see G, uh, D, D Winters and Jalen Graham and just a lot of these young guys that we got in the draft, even though it wasn't a, a big, heavy draft year for us. Um, I'm excited to see how much they get to play, and every single game, I'm going to be looking for when they get in and excited for their chance.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, as always, thank you for tuning in to the 49ers Unrestricted Podcast. We love doing this pod. We love our listeners, so... Appreciate it and uh, stay safe out there, everybody.